but I got to give it to him. I mean, sometimes we'd pull together brainstorming sessions and we'd be, you know, there's a basketball hoop on the wall and people are shooting the basketball and we're ordering pizza and we're having some drinks and, you know, not everything has to be like in this corporate boardroom, Mm -hmm. you know, to the T, like you can mix things up every once in a while. Right. Yeah. This is very much something that I'm thinking a lot about incorporating every day. And I think I mentioned this when I started to do this um, 12 week course called the artist's way, uh, Julia Cameron. And every week you're given these exercises and there's just very simple exercises or activities that you can do that connect you with, I mean, that she talks about the inner child. She talks about the inner artist being like a child that just wants to play and Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) Hello, Kate. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Very, very well. I was thinking Gus hasn't made an appearance in a while. You are right. Yeah, because I've learned this lesson that (laughs) when he makes appearances, I get distracted. And I do feel a little bit bad right now as a dog mom, because I think he's currently laying outside of my door and I... (laughs) He hears you, but he can't get close to you. I know. Usually um, I've started just putting him in with John and, you know, then John has done work and he'll take him out and go out back. And he's, you know, having way more fun than sitting in my office with me. But um, John's gone this week. And so, yeah, I kind of went back and forth about whether or not to have him in here with me. And then I thought, I'm just going to close my door and see what happens. And he's been great. I have no idea what he's doing, but (laughs) he's been good. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Nicole, I'm excited for today's topic. We're going to be talking about the true meaning of fun, which is going to be so fun. (laughs) (laughs) now you've you've put the pressure on to make this fun it's so gonna be fun it's gonna be fun (laughs) so this topic kind of came up because we were talking about you know the encouragement from others along the lines of tapping into your inner child and I'm sure that Nicole and I are not alone when you kind of think about you know as you get older you take on responsibilities and life kind of seems to get more serious. And sometimes we can, do you hear Gus? He must've heard us. (laughs) Oh no, I jinxed us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But sometimes you can start to miss out on, you know, the just fun stuff in life, laughing for no reason or being silly or doing something and not caring what other people think about you. 
And so I thought that it would be fun today to kind of talk about that. We're going to talk about the importance of not taking life too seriously and how remembering the activities and the fun that you had as a child and bringing that into your adult life can really make a huge difference in your emotional state and your perspective and your outlook on life. Like I just think there's so many reasons to be intentional about bringing fun into your life. And I also know that it's not always super easy to just sit there and say like, okay, how can I start having more fun right now? So we're going to have fun now. Yeah. (laughs) Go, go. (laughs) Well, these conversations help because I always find that we're just like two little giggle boxes over here (laughs) and laughing and smiling is definitely great medicine. (laughs) Agreed. I I was thinking, how did this topic come about? And these conversations do bring to light some of these areas or these, these topics that maybe just sit in the back of your mind. But when we bring them out in the world front and center, when we have a conversation about them, I think you can then start to see more opportunities. You start to see more of it around you. And so, you know, the fact that we've been planning to talk about this topic has made me just look at, you know, in a day, how how much of my day is spent in like serious activity and serious thought and how much of my day is, am I having fun? So it's a good, Mm -hmm. uh, what am I trying to say? It's good to take stock of this uh, question. Definitely. And I think that that awareness, I mean, I know that I obsess over this all the time, but the more aware of that, that we are, the more we're able to kind of call ourselves out when we're taking something too seriously, or this has been such a huge help for me because running a business isn't easy, right? Like sometimes you just feel like the weight of the world on your shoulders And that can be stressful and it can bring up a lot of emotions and it can bring up a lot of frustration and it can bring up all kinds of different things. And I think that this reminder of like, wait a second, is the world going to stop turning? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Is my life going to end? No. So how can I kind of chill out, you know, take a step back and realize that it's not the end of the world, that there is a solution to this, that we will figure it out, that everything's going to be fine. And that I don't need to like spend my days, you know, in and out being stressed out about stuff. It's so much more fun (laughs) to not go through every day like that. And to remind ourselves of, you know, the ways that we can kind of lighten things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So one of my standout memories of our getting to know you and John and our time in San Diego, when I think about our time, was the nights that we would come over to your your guys' place, you'd host a party, you'd have, you know, X amount of people over, and then we'd have some dinner, we'd have some food, and then it would always end in a games session. You always had these games that we'd take out and that we'd play as a group, uh, uh-huh. which I thought was really fun. I until that moment, until that time, you know, Omar and I had been in New York and we were hustling, you know, we were focused on our business. Sure. We had fun in different ways, but I didn't remember the last time I had played a game with a group for a number of years. And it was at your place where I was like, Oh, games, that's fun. 
<laughs> we love game night. I think it's such a cool way to like come together and not necessarily the games that we played as kids, but I still kind of feel like that same excitement or like giddiness around like, oh, yay, we're going to play a game. And I remember feeling that way as a kid, you know, my family would play the game Sorry a lot together oh, or I like... I don't know that oh, game. You never played Sorry? No. Oh, it's so fun. It's a board game. Um, I won't go into explaining okay. it, but it's a great game. We actually, as a family, have recently, like when we've been traveling together, one of the hotels we were staying at had that game. And so we played it, which is tons fun. of fun. Monopoly. Um, See, we, we had Monopoly, but we never... We had the board game Monopoly. Monopoly is one of those games that was always a mystery to me because mm. my parents didn't know how to play it or we didn't play it as a family. My brother and I would try and play it, but we didn't really understand it. So we would have our, we'd make up our own rules and we were definitely not playing the way it's meant to, <laughs> meant to be played. So, oh, and I always funny. hear like people who grew up, you know, playing Monopoly and played it properly. And I was just like, yeah, that wasn't my experience. You know, now there's a card game because Monopoly is kind of, you know, pretty involved and you've got the board and you have mm -hmm. all the pieces mm -hmm. and all the money and like, it's pretty intense. Now they have a card game version of it called Monopoly Deal. Oh. And John and I take it with us Every, like whenever we travel, we take it and we play because you could just play with a deck of cards and it's so much fun. And just And you can play two people, two player? Yeah, you could play more than two people too. Okay. But it's, I think it's most fun with two people. Oh, okay. I've not heard of this game. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the game night tradition though, like we've totally carried this on. We do it here in Puerto Rico now too, where we get together with friends and do game nights. And I'm so glad that you have that memory because that's one of my favorite memories of being in Pacific Beach as well and doing those dinners and game nights and everything. What was that word game that we played? I'm just trying to remember. Catchphrase? Catchphrase. That was it. I was yes. trying to remember what the game was. Okay, that was fun. And, you know, uh, I did we ever play with you guys Jackbox TV, the the games that you play on the TV with your cell phone? I don't think we played that Omar and I have played that here and with friends. Okay. Um, but I don't think we did That's that together. That's another great one. Those are great. What is it? Qu quibbage? Uh, um, quiplash and fibbage. Fibbage. That's it. Yeah. Fibbage. Yep. <laughs> Those are fun, the Jackbox TV games, because you just need your smartphone and, and, a, t and a smart TV. Yeah. You don't need a board, a board game or anything like that. Right. So that's an app that you can actually get like on pretty much any smart TV and you can download these games. Yep. So yeah, it makes it super easy because everyone's obviously going to have their cell phone with them. And they yeah, move pretty fast though. I do remember that they one. Do. Yeah. It was one night. It was just me, Omar, my mom and my brother and my mom couldn't keep up. It was just, no. it was, they moved too quickly. Like You've got like 10 seconds or something. And, you know, for an elderly yeah, person, you, 10 seconds is not enough time to think and come up with an answer. You do have to be on top of it. Otherwise, the game doesn't like play out well, yeah. because if somebody doesn't vote, 
cast their vote or do whatever, then yeah, kind of. (laughs) But I think games are an awesome way to bring fun into your life, but of course, not the only way. So what are some other ways that you find that you and Omar kind of intentionally bring fun into your days or weekends? Well, when you would, where I thought you were going with this question, where my mind went was, as an adult, when and I started to reflect on having fun, when were the times that I've associated with having more fun in my life? And for me, yeah, one of the clearest moments for me is when I, we've talked about this, I left teaching and I was looking for something to do next. What was my next endeavor going to be after being a teacher for 12 years? And I decided to go to film school because I've, was looking for something creative. And I always remember that the time that I had and I went to New York Film Academy and I did a short course in film, I remember having so much fun. And I remember very clearly thinking I'm having like one of the best times of my life right now. Mm. And so I associated, so when, when you started to ask that question, I was associating with like, okay, I associate creativity with fun but I don't think it's the only way, but it's made me, but again, being conscious of having this conversation and and being very intentional about like, well, how do we have fun in our lives? So I'm just trying to, I'm breaking it down. And one of the ways for me was, is doing something creative. Mm -hmm. Then I'm having Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. I think that like hobbies are a great way Mm -hmm. to kind of look at, Mm -hmm. like there have been times really recently where I've thought, man, I have like zero hobbies in my life. And I, think hobbies are fun because you get to try Mm -hmm. new things and you get to meet new people and just put yourself in different, you know, atmospheres and scenarios. So I can totally see how like you talking about creativity being one of those ways. I think hobbies is one of those ways too. like if someone's looking for ways to kind of explore this more that that would be a good place to to start yeah because I was thinking going back to when you talked about playing Monopoly and or playing sorry with your family I don't have that much of a recollection of us playing games as a family and I think it had to do with I mean I remember us playing bingo there's an Italian version yeah. of bingo but it comes down to the fact that most likely either my parent, well, my parents could have been busy working. Dad would have been working, but also the language barrier of like, so an example like Monopoly. My parents had, you know, being newly migrated to mm-hmm. Australia are not going to fully understand this game in English that's got these complex rules, and so we're not going to play that as a family. But if I think about the things that we did that was fun, it would be like on the weekends taking our bikes and going bike riding around one of the big parks in Sydney. That was fun. That was a way that my my mom could, you know, take us out for something fun. So I, I think it's always very it's going to be personal obviously what someone finds is fun for them. I think that's a consideration. And then it's also, yeah, what's possible, you know, whether it's 
a language barrier or... Yeah, I think that looking back to your childhood is an awesome way to do it too, because like you gave the example of going out and riding bikes, like that's something that you could easily do right (laughs) now. Even if you don't own a bike, you go into the city and you rent a bike for the day and you, you know, go around the harbor or whatever it is. I think it's easy to make excuses Mm -hmm. and say like, oh, you know, I don't really have time to plan this whole full blown out like thing, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be so simple. Yeah. Um, It could be going down to the beach and jumping in the ocean and that could take, you know, you could do that in like an hour if you wanted to, depending on where you live. I mean, of course, or, you know if travel is something that you think is super fun, like doing a day trip, a little road trip, like to a nearby place that you can go explore something new. I've actually found that being around my niece and my nephew has been a way that I kind of start to see fun through a new lens. Like they're introducing me to what is super fun for them. And because they're still, you know, younger, They don't have all these expectations Mm -hmm. and all these preconceived notions about like what something's supposed to be. Like they just go at things with the most like passion Mm -hmm. and, you know, they have fun doing pretty much whatever you're doing. And that has been a really cool way. If you have kids around, whether it's a niece or a nephew, or maybe your friends have kids or you have your own kids having that lens to kind of help reintroduce yourself to some things like putting on your bathing suit and running around in the backyard with the sprinklers <laughs> on. Like that's something that, you know, a lot of us could do pretty easily and have so much fun doing it. Yeah. That's really, that's a really cool point about seeing fun and play through the the eyes of a child. I always thought about that when I was in teaching, I was teaching teenagers. So they're about, you know, anything from like 13 to, to 17. And yeah, like there was that, I guess you were always seeing like how, what they thought was fun, um, which of course is very different to, you know, how we have fun as adults, but it's just a nice reminder. Oh, it's a nice reminder to just not take life so seriously. Mm. Like you look at teenagers or you look at kids and they are, again, not only do they not have all these expectations, but they don't have all these things that we've allowed into our lives as like stressors and Mm -hmm. these things that kind of keep us down and they're able to just go through life and see things differently and experience things differently. And I just really don't see why there's any reason that we can't do that too. And Mm -hmm. of course, I'm not saying that we blow off our responsibilities and (laughs) don't ever take anything seriously, but there's a time and a place, right? And I think more often than not, there's a time and a place where we could be having way more fun. Mm -hmm. I think about this like in relation to business too. Like it could be as simple as, you know, a a brainstorming session, which for all intents and purposes may not be like the most fun thing. (laughs) But what if you did a brainstorming session like at a local bar instead of in your office? Or what if you invited the team together to have a pizza party? And like, that's when you guys talked about different ideas. And I think in, uh, I, I learned a lot in this respect, working in advertising and marketing, because creatives, back to your point about creativity, creatives really like to make 
pretty much everything fun, which is really cool. (laughs) Sometimes I'd get a little bit frustrated because I'd be like, I want to just like get work done right now so I can go home. (laughs) Uh But I got to give it to them. I mean, sometimes we'd pull together brainstorming sessions and we'd be you know, there's a basketball hoop on the wall and people are shooting the basketball and we're ordering pizza and we're having some drinks and, you know, not everything has to be like in this corporate boardroom, Mm -hmm. you know, to the T, like you can mix things up every once in a while. Right. Yeah. This is very much something that I'm thinking a lot about incorporating every day. And I think I mentioned this when I started to do this, um, 12 week course called the artist's way, uh, Julia Cameron, every week you're given these exercises and there's just very simple exercises or activities that you can do that connect you with, I mean, that she talks about the inner child. She talks about the inner artist being like a child that just wants to play and, um, and have the, the freedom and the safety of play and exploration. And so I'm thinking more about like, and because I'm being very intentional about doing this on a weekly basis, it made me reflect on all these years in business and in just life and adult life where we have, we get so serious and it's like, but why again, going back to, I mean, our previous conversation, which was about time and doing a time order, like how are we spending our time and whatever it is that we're doing, if it's something that, you know, is of a big responsibility, it still doesn't mean that it can't be fun and it can't include a lightness and a play to it. And so I'm just Mm -hmm. being a bit more mindful of that. I don't know. It's something on my mind of late. Yeah. I think that's really great about this book. You talked about the artist way in a previous episode, as you mentioned, and how it's helping you unblock creativity. And I think a lot of the times that's what it's about, right? I mean, we've said it multiple times in this episode. Sometimes it's just having the intention that I want to bring more fun into my life. I want to not take things so seriously. I want to not have so much stress in my life. Okay, how are you going to do that? Mm. And one way you're doing it is by reading this book and going through these exercises. Um, We've talked about the game nights. You had also mentioned this from the perspective of entrepreneurs and delayed gratification. Mm. What was kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, because this book that I'm reading is forcing me to be very intentional about creativity, fun and and joy and like daily activities, daily life. It made me think of what entrepreneurs and maybe like, why am I considering this? Is it because maybe I've been too serious and too focused on the more serious side of life and business? And I keep thinking about this idea of delayed gratification, which, you know, the the whole idea of work hard, play hard, you know, being able Mm. to recognize that I will be able to enjoy and have fun and and all of that. But first I've got to focus. I've got to, in order to achieve that, I've got to do X, Y, Z. And I think there've been, you know, studies that success can come out of this idea of being able to delay gratification, but then I think like, but, oh, what's the point? It comes at a cost, right? Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought about that point. I mean, it's so it's such a relevant one for us, right? The work hard, play hard. Like I have thought and said that a lot. And I feel like mm-hmm. I've 
practiced that mm-hmm. a lot throughout my like entrepreneurial years, even when I was younger, you know, that was kind of even a thing when I was younger is like, you know, you do your homework and then you get to go have fun. So does that mean when you're working hard or when you're doing your homework or, or when you're in that work hard moment, you're not having fun? You're and, not having fun. And is yeah. that okay? Is it, or is it maybe not okay? And it's, and it's okay to try and have the fun in the work hard mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. I think that's probably one of those things that subconsciously is ingrained in you. Like, I mean, I think about from just like, say like a money mindset perspective of like, if you grew up all the time, your parents are like, what do you think money grows on trees? Mm -hmm. Like, then you always think that, you know, money's like hard to get and that it's never going to be plentiful Mm -hmm. and all these things. The work hard, play hard kind of seems like it goes along that path as well as like it does kind of put the assumption out there that if you're working that it's not going to be fun and I I don't think that that's the case right so I guess again it's just about that awareness and being able to reframe it for yourself of like you can still say work hard play hard But to me, like, I think about it more in the respect of like, if I'm going to be on vacation next week, and I'm not going to be working at all, like I'm going to work my butt off this Mm -hmm. week, so that I have that flexibility and that freedom next week. It doesn't mean that the work I'm doing this week isn't going to be fun. It just means that I'm really focused and Mm -hmm. like dedicated to getting this stuff done so that next week I'm not thinking about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's really Mm -hmm. interesting, though. I also think that that kind of sets it up in a way of like, it always kind of has been this, is it more fun when you delay the gratification because you get to look forward to it? Well, that's <laughs> so the I thing. think there's two sides. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of, have we been sold this idea <laughs> that yeah. that's the way it should be? Yeah. Like you said, it's all so, um, up for debate, right? Because what's fun to one person, Mm -hmm. someone else might not really find that that fun. So I think that even in these everyday activities that maybe we brainstorm or consider bringing into our lives more, Mm -hmm. you know, for one person, it might be going to the out to the movie theater once a week. And for another person, they might not like going to the movie theater. So for them, it's something totally different. So I think kind of a good way to approach it is just setting aside some time to be able to think about like, what is fun? What does fun mean for you? What are activities that you really enjoy doing? And whether they could be activities that you already do regularly, Mm -hmm. or they might be activities that you haven't done for years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, making that time and setting that intention to really think about it, I think is a great first step in figuring out like, okay, if I can make a list of 30 things that I have a lot of fun doing, then Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot easier for me to incorporate those into a day or into a weekend than if I'm just like, man, I wish I was having more fun. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the activities in this program is a weekly activity. So there's the daily activity of the morning pages, which is journaling every day in a stream of consciousness kind of way. And then the other activity that's a weekly activity is something called the artist's date. And it's a a day that you dedicate during the week to do something by yourself, 
to go somewhere. Mm. Okay, this sounds interesting. Like how often do we go by ourselves to the beach or to an art gallery or, you know, you take yourself out to, to do something that you would do probably with someone else or that you might perceive is more fun with somebody else, but you do it by yourself. And that's one of the rules. You can't take, you know, your spouse, your family member, kids. And so I, so I'm into week two now, the artist way. The first week I didn't do my artist day, which I felt really bad about because it's one of those things that even she says, it's really hard. You shouldn't skip it. It's one of those easy things to say, oh no, I will deprioritize because it's more important that I do things for others, not just for myself. It sounds really selfish to just, you know, take myself off for an hour or an afternoon, but I did do it this week and I went to see a photography exhibition and something like Mm -hmm. that I would totally do and would prefer or in my mind had always been an activity that I would do with someone else, that it would be more fun mm-hmm. to have a shared experience, going to a gallery, looking at, you know, works of art or photos and discussing them and sharing that experience with someone else. But I forced myself, thanks to this exercise, to do it on my own. And it was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you. It was so interesting. It was a really interesting yeah. experience. What a cool exercise. Yeah, think about like, I think, have we talked about this? Like, have have you gone to the movies by yourself, for example? Yeah, totally. I love doing stuff like that. I mean, it's not something that I prioritize and that I do often, but when Mm -hmm. I do do it, I do really enjoy it. And it used to be something that made me incredibly uncomfortable, like very uncomfortable. Right. (laughs) I remember like even as a kid, you know, if I had to walk home from school by myself, like that was the most embarrassing thing ever. Wow. Made me so uncomfortable. But Yeah. yeah, I think that like doing stuff like this, that we have these definitions in our mind of already like going to dinner by yourself like no you don't do that or going to an exhibition like you would take a friend with you or you know whatever it might be going to the movies like you wouldn't go to the movies by yourself but why not Mm -hmm. like we have all these ideas in our head of like how it's supposed to be and I think that that a lot of times can like shut down the opportunity to find things that we really enjoy right it goes back to what you said before like being intentional or taking the time to find out what what is it that you really enjoy. It's really hard mm-hmm. to do that if you don't maybe spend time by yourself and if you don't try and maybe do these things and activities on your own, you're never going to know that because it's always going to be influenced by, I suppose, the shared experience. Or, right. Or what somebody else has planned or yeah. put together. Yeah. Or defines, oh, this isn't fun. This is boring. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where definitely. It, yeah. So definitely going to be intentional about this artist date once a week. So I have to commit to that. And um, yeah, the first experience was really good. This will be a fun update. Mm-hmm. I want to know like each week what your experience was. <laughs> One of the activities was to go to, what do you call those? A five and dime. She's American, the author. I think it's a five and dime store. Oh, like I'm a dollar. not even sure that I know what that is. It might be a bit of a dated reference, like a dollar store. You go to, oh, okay. Yeah, dollar store. I know a dollar, what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to just spend $5 and just buy stickers and glitter or something, whatever you can spend, you know, whatever you can buy uh-huh. for $5 and then create something, 
you know, whatever it is. But I was thinking, oh, you know, you can't really buy much for $5 these days, especially with <laughs> inflation. So I was like, might have to up that to $10. $10. But um, but yeah, like a, to force yourself to, to be creative with like, well, what can I spend $10 on? What can I buy and make something with just, you know, what is a conservative yeah. amount of of money. Oh, that's really cool. Well, we'll definitely be linking this book up in the description of this episode if anyone else is interested in checking it out. It sounds like a lot of really great prompts and exercises to to help you. Oh, it is. It's good. It's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Oh, well, I'm really glad that we had this chat, Nicole. I mean, I think it's something that we kind of let just go by the wayside and we don't really ever stop. But like you said, you know, to take time and think about this kind of stuff. It's like we get wrapped up in the day to day and we're stuck in our ways and our habits. And I mean, if your habits and your routines don't involve getting out and doing different stuff and stuff that makes you happy and smile and laugh and you know, play games and whatever fun is for you, then it's really easy to not do it. And I think that it's good to have these conversations remind ourselves that there are things that we have to be intentional about if they're important to us. And how could fun not be important to you? Right. (laughs) Including fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we had this combo. All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on the true meaning of fun, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.